And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, and it is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with my son, Adrian Chenault, and we have got a show for you today of epic proportion. I love this guy because he was a success where I was a failure in a previous life. I don't think I was a failure, but I sure didn't accomplish what he did. At one point, I ran a restaurant with 103 employees under the age of 18, 75,000 people going through a month, little diner, greasy spoon. It's where I learned all my people skills. And then I find out this guy came out of Lone Star Steakhouse at a major league level and chose network marketing. And I am in love with him. I'm in love with his heart. I'm in love with his vision. And he is a heck of a guy. Alan Newell, and this is going to be so cool. How you doing? I am great, and I feel the same up way. It's him. going to be awesome. Yeah, going to be a great, great show today. So before we get going, Alan, I want you yeah. to, I want you to talk about the young man who died last week, because I know it was heavy on your heart for his parents, and yeah. showed me the caliber of the man, Alan Newell, that you jumped into a clubhouse I was in, completely off topic in pain for a child that wasn't yours that it just it made me so happy to see your heart so i want to start with that because i want to people i want people to get a little glimpse of of that before we get going here so talk about that a little yeah you know um it's, it's an amazing situation that happened and, and uh, ethan uh, robbins is the young boy's name 17 years old high school student in rocky mountain north carolina his parents, Joni and Chad Robbins, are in the, our network marketing industry, and they are just wonderful, wonderful uh, Christians. Uh, they serve in their church. They, uh, she sings in their, uh, you know, they don't call them choirs anymore, but she sings in the church and, and leads a Bible study in a, in a Sunday school class. Uh, and uh, their son was very active in the church. And, and she was just a dear friend. You know, she was one of those people that everybody loved, you know, and still to this day. And so it was really a tragic accident. Um, some of his buddies and friends were over and they were doing homework at 7.15 at night and playing. You know, they, they were goofing off and had swords and were, and were swinging their swords around. And, and, um, and one of the people, he, he said, you know, yeah, and, and, and be careful with that sword because I've got a gun in the closet. And they said, yeah, right. And he reached in and grabbed it. And when he did, it went off. So, you know, I was there at the service Saturday night and uh, stood in line for at least an hour and a half to get to speak to Joni and her husband and, 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 um, and their other son. And you know something, Tom, the most amazing thing happened as we were there is I was able to minister to the young girl who was playing with him in his room. She was right in front of me in the line and we stood in line together with her and her mom for an hour and a half and, and when she got up there to meet with Joni, uh, Joni was such a blessing uh, for her. And and one of the things that Joni said was, is which I know as Christians, we all believe and we know. And she said, listen, she said, don't, I don't want you to worry about this. I don't want you to feel bad about this. She said that the, the, the day that my son was born, God knew the day that he would bring him home to heaven. And that happened to be that day. Wow. And she said, you happen to be there. And she says, listen, I'm so at peace. And she said, so it wasn't, had nothing, it was a terrible accident and that's all it was. And so when I spoke to Joni, Joni said, Alan, she said, you and I, and Joni ha has a clubhouse room that she's not done now for a few weeks uh, under the circumstances, but 
it is a um, it's a it's a just a, a, a about a daily Bible study and a, and a prayer group that she does on Clubhouse in the mornings. And I've been on there many many times, and we've ministered with each other and talked to each other. And Joni said, "Alan, God has put a peace in my heart like I've never felt in my life. I know without a shadow of a doubt that Ethan, my son, is with Him and walking in heaven." And, and, and I hate losing my son, and I hurt, and I and I miss him tremendously. She said, "But the peace that God has put in our lives, in our heart, in my, me and Chad, knowing and being believers in God, and knowing that He is walking in heaven and fishing, you know, their country from Rocky Mount, fishing and enjoying life, and that that it'll be a long time before we're able to join Him here." on earth, but it'll be the blink of an eye in heaven. And I so look forward to that day. That's beautiful. Yeah. All right. Now, the reason I did that was because all of you have kids or all of you are kids and all of you have to recognize how precious life is. And we just got through 2020 and I am telling you, we are coming out of it, but we got to come out of it a different breed of cat. I want you to come out all heart and so little head where you are loving like crazy, then loving more and channeling your inner Alan Newell. That's why we open the show this way. That's why we do this is because this is far more important work than a paycheck. Now we can take this show and go do some fun. So take it away, baby. Yeah. Hey, if I could jump in here again, just like, you know how I do, Tom, you know, I was talking to your wife a minute ago and a friend of mine, David Johns and I, a good Christian friend of mine. And, and uh, we used to host a radio, a syndicated radio show. There's Mr. Dooley. Thank you, Troy. Uh, called uh, Men Matter Radio out of Jacksonville, Florida. And it was a syndicated radio show, uh, uh, gosh, five or six years ago. And and David and I have been talking and praying about putting on a just a live broadcast uh, for for men. And so we started uh, six weeks ago. A, a We do a live broadcast on on uh, Facebook and uh, and and we're going to move it to a podcast uh but it's called the Fight Club, Tom, because you're right. We're, we're in, an, in, a, in an era right now where men need to stand up and fight. Yeah. You know? Men need to fight. You know, I, I was just telling your son that I, we're, we're studying right now. We're talking about a book called The Four Pillars of a Man's Heart by Stu Weber. I don't know if you know the book or not. But as Christian men, we're called to be kings, warriors, mentors, and friends. And the warrior in us, you see, a lot of men misunderstand that. They think it's a different thing. They don't understand what warrior means. But a warrior is somebody who stands guard and is on that wall and standing guard and fighting for the, what's right in this world with Christian values and Christian beliefs and Christian morals. And because here's the thing, we're under attack and it's not a physical attack. It's a spiritual attack. And we're to stand guard for our churches, for, for God, for our wife, for our family. It's God, wife, family, and our churches. And so many men today have been beat down to where their voice is silent like a mouse. And they're not taking the role that men should take. And so I appreciate you, you saying that, but especially because we've got young men on the show. We've got people tuning in. And you're right. It, it, it's, we're, in, we're in a battle. And it's time for men to, to, to be there and to love their wives with, just as they love the church. And to sh and to mentor their children, to mentor. We have way too many homes that are fatherless, way too many homes that are broken, 
way too many children that are being mentored by social media. They're being mentored by television. They're being mentored by people in the neighborhood. And it's time for us men, whether it's our children, whether we're a father by choice or by uh, decision or by birth, it's time for us to be the Christian men that God calls us to be. Beautiful. All right, Paco. So I love that, Alan. And I, I love, I, I really, you know, you feel, I feel your heart and I feel how much, you know, you've got a passion, you know, you're, you're raising, you know, you've got some grown children, you got some younger children and, and that's, you know, your, your heart is in, you know, bringing up these children and, and growing it. And so I just, I'd love to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, getting to know you as a, a man in the rest of this segment. And then we're going to get dive into, you know, how you got into the restaurant business and how you got into the network marketing business. But tell us just about your, you know, tell us a little bit about your family and your background, Alan. Yeah. You know, um, I grew up in a, in a family with uh, my father was a strong man uh, who grew up in a prison. Uh, my grandfather was the warden of the prison in uh, a, a prison in Danville, Virginia. And so he took that job when my father was two years old. And so my, my father and his family moved into the White House on the hill inside the prison walls. And so my father, that's the life he knew was prison prisoners distrust. He was actually a prison guard at 16 years old. He managed the dogs. So to say that he was a tough minded man is, is an understatement. I mean, he was just so, and, and, and see, he, he loved his children and his family tremendously, but he didn't understand love. He didn't understand. I, I, rarely do I ever remember my dad saying, I love you. Well, he just didn't understand that way of life. He, his father was the warden. And so his father had to play the role of a warden 24 seven because they lived in the prison. Yeah. And so, you know, my father taught me respect. My father taught me to say yes, sir, and no, sir, to treat women with respect. I just uh, was talking a minute ago, and I said, you know, I believe my my father passed away way too young at 64 years old, and and uh, and and I, that's 23 years ago. And I said, I can assure you that if I was disrespectful to a woman, that my father would figure out a way. You know, <laughs> he just yeah. figure out a way. I'd trip and break a leg and go, okay, Dad, I got it. <laughs> you know, and that's just the way he was, and. And so, but he was always teaching you, you know, in his way of saying was, you know, hey, you're never going to amount to anything. Hey, he talked down to you because in the prison, that's the way they talk to prisoners. And that's the way he was talked to. And he grew up in a tough life, in a tough environment, and he showed love the only way he did. And so I came out of that life trying to prove them wrong and wanting to be able to say, you know what, I can have success. And I walked into the restaurant business, Tom, and, and have an experience there, you know. Here's a kid who shows up at 19 years old who's got not only got his uniform on, but it's cleaned and it's pressed and there's a crease down the sleeve. Yep. And he's got a name tag on it. And it actually has his name on it and it's it's clean. And he's wearing his hat properly and saying yes, sir, and no, sir. So all of a sudden, I found myself in a situation where I was a rock star. And people appreciated what I was able to do. And so back then in the late 70s, um, you know, as you became and worked, I found a company that, that appreciated that. And as you worked your way up through the company, they would make you a percentage owner. And then when you took over a district and I, my, the first district I took over was six restaurants. And so I was a 20 percent owner. 
Then I owned my first restaurant independently when I was 24 years old. And so I found an industry where, you know, I could, I could be somebody, but I could also take, I tell people all the time, they say, how did you become successful? I said, because I knew what it was like to be the dishwasher. Yeah. I knew what it was like to be the server. I knew what it was like not to be appreciated. And I loved my people. And I know we got to take a break, but that was the main thing for me is just, just being able to help people. The reason I wanted to go through this first segment, <clears throat> the caliber of people in network marketing and entering network marketing, especially on the female front, is staggering. And Alan yeah. exemplifies that because great people, this is not the last house on the block anymore. It might be the only house on the block, this profession. It has proven itself up in 2020. We're going to come back right after this. This is the Genesis Communication Network. I love Ted Anderson for keeping us on the air for 12 years. We'll be right back. Hi. All right. Hello. This is going to be fun. Look at Taylor Thompson. Women rock. She's got, there's nobody like her, man. She is, you know, he's, she's got this husband that's done okay in network marketing, but she is the whole deal. I love the woman. I love all of you. Take it away. We love the She Network that Taylor puts on. There she is the real deal. That's so cool. We love you, Taylor. Thanks for being here. So, Alan, I want to talk a little bit about contact mapping because you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, you're another one of these guys. You, you know, you have been contact mapping the old school way for a long time. And now you're contact mapping the new school way. But I, I loved he was talking about, you know, he managed all these restaurants. And he had a method that he would go and keep track of these people and these relationships and from the dishwasher on up to the manager to be able to do that. So talk about how you did that, Alan. You know, it's funny because when you when you have we had 653 restaurants when I left all across the country, I traveled three weeks out of every month. And so every day I would get up and my assistant knew where I was better than I did. And so I'd go meet with these district managers and area managers. And I, at that time, created a book, a little notebook. You know, I, I like to journal. And so this is not that, but a journal. And, and you can see, the, you can see, look at my, look at my, uh, my man, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I'm old school, Tom. And so what I would do is I would write notes in there about my visit, you know, and what I was needing for each restaurant needed to be done. And I might see a restaurant, some restaurants I wouldn't see once a year and some I might see once every six months. And I'd, as we're pulling up to the next restaurant, I would say to my area manager, so did we get the roof painted? Did, you know, I know last time we had some issues with some product that was out of date and they were having a problem with rotation. Did you get <laughs> that problem handled? You know, and I carry notebooks. And so it had been six months since this gentleman had seen me and he knows that I've got six and he go, your memory is unbelievable. And, you know, what I love about contact mapping is, is now it enables me to do that and carry it with me here instead of having to. My administrative assistant back then was this young lady that I gave an opportunity to, and she was amazing at preparing me for my travels and getting all my stuff together. But now when you can have it on, the, on your phone and pull it up and, and store, not only that, here's what I love, is pictures yeah, and names. You know, it just simplifies the process for me because when you walk in and you're able to know that person by name, 
you know, and, and Tom, you know this, in the restaurant business, they trick you. You know, they you show up, everybody's supposed to have a name tag on, but it's very possibly that I could say, hey, Tom, and their name was John. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was great stuff. I love it. And I love the fact that it was able to, it's able to simplify things for me. And that's, well, that's yeah. where it all started for you. I was in the restaurant business. It was the same way. We had terrible food. But I'll tell you one thing right now. We remembered your grandmother's name and her earrings that she wore last Sunday. And everybody yep. at the table, when they walked in the door, we'd go, where's your grandmother, man? And she had those beautiful earrings on. They would swallow their cigar and come back next week. And that's all we wanted. It's all it is. is All we want to be is remembered. And that's so cool about what you've developed and what we train. And we'll talk a lot more on it in the next break. But yeah. Yeah, you guys are missing it if you're not contact mapping premium. Yeah, go to contactmapping.com slash free. You can get started with a free version and then you really do want to check out that premium version because it gives you a whole lot more. So we're coming right back. Absolutely. And we're back. It is Tom Chenault and it is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. Hello, Al Bala over in Las Vegas, Nevada. Good to see you, buddy. Love you with all of our heart. You are an icon been in network marketing for a very, very long time and you still act like it's your first 90 days in the business. Just love a leader like you at the top of a company teaching all of us whippersnappers how to do it. And speaking of whippersnappers, we've got a fellow restaurant guy here with us today. His name is Alan Newell and he was in the restaurant business. He was talking about having 600 restaurants. Then all of a sudden they went public and you got the hell out of Dodge with a pile of money, right? I did. I did. I, I wish that I knew what to do with that money that I had landed in my lap. But yes, I did. And uh, we had great success with that. We took uh, Lone Star Public in 1992 and it was extremely successful. But, you know, the reason that we got the hell out of Dodge was because, you know, when you're now answering to a board, you know, you're no longer an entrepreneur. Yeah, you're no longer in charge. You're answering to people, stockholders and investors. And, and that made it difficult for people with an entrepreneurial spirit, which eventually is what led me to network marketing. You know, Thank God. <laughs> and all, all the restaurant, all the, I'm telling you, all network marketing truly is, is the restaurant business without the restaurant. You are supposed to, you're motivating people for no money. Yep. You are absolutely getting them rolling. You've got, it's just everything. The nicer you are, yep. the better you do. You yep. fire your brain, you hire your heart. You never let anybody see a sweat. It's the same as the restaurant business. And so that's what's so beautiful. And that's why he is such a natural at it. And tell me just, you know, we're going to talk about a lot about your fun, your philosophy in the next segment, but why do you love network marketing so much? What's happened to you? Let me tell you what I love about network marketing, Tom, is this, is that, uh, you know, coming out, I, I, I quit high school in the 12th grade. And uh, there's there's some circumstances behind that. Had moved to Tennessee and moved back, and and, and you know I met my parents moved to Tennessee, and I said to my parents, I'm going to stay here because I was a senior in high school. I had already been to 11 schools in 12 years, Tom. My parents moved a lot, and so I said I'm going to stay here and finish high school. I'm going to move in with a friend of mine, and they thought moving in with a friend of mine meant my friend and his parents. Well, we got us a trailer. Some people might not know what a trailer is, but Tom knows what a trailer was. Yep. 
Well, that didn't work out very well, as you can imagine. A kid in high school was trying to work and pay his bills, and so I moved to Tennessee. And Tennessee, after two months to go, they said, you can't graduate here because you're missing whatever I was missing. I called my school back here, and they said, you can't graduate here with two months to go. But if you go and take your GED, you can walk with your class. And that's what I did. But, you know, what I love about network marketing is, is, is a guy like me, an average guy who, you know, has just got a good work ethic, who cares about other people. You see, everybody has the same opportunity here. And it doesn't matter whether you're from Yale or jail. It doesn't matter. And when you compare it to the restaurant business, you know, we used to preach this in the restaurant business, as I'm sure you did. Is we've got to make sure that our customers are taken care of. And see, what a lot of people don't understand, but you learn real fast in this industry, is in the restaurant business, your first customer is your employees. Yep. They're your, you got to make sure they're happy. And see, here, it's our distributors. It's our VBOs. It's our members. They're your customer. And you've got to you've got to have fun and you've got to make it fun for them. And when you said, don't let them see you sweat. I remember one time I had a restaurant and I showed up and it was summertime and it was in southern North Carolina and their air conditioner had gone out, but they were not going to shut their doors. And the temp, they had a thermometer over the over the make table in the kitchen. It was one hundred and twelve degrees. And the employees, Tom, were singing Christmas carols. <laughs> Wow. And I said, where, what, what in the world you're singing? They said, it makes us feel good and makes, reminds us of winter. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. And talk about, I'll never forget. I was in a restaurant about 10 years ago and my restaurant days are far back from that. And the waiter walked up to somebody at the table and they said, is that guy's name Tom Chenault? And they go, yeah. And he goes, I hate him. And I go, my, my friends go, why? And it was a guy named Jim Cox, and he was a busboy. And apparently, when I was just a lunatic restaurant manager, the yeah. place was packed all the time. And if they weren't, and I made them wear white shirts with uh, slacks. And if they weren't moving fast enough, I would nail him with a stapler to get him moving. He goes, that guy stapled my shirt to my back like 10 times, which I'm denying. And I checked the statute of limitations. Yeah, yeah. But that's the restaurant business, isn't it? It was just like crazy wild and so fun. But you learn people there, don't you, Alan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you really do. I mean, it's all about relationships and building relationships. I remember we had some customers that used to come in and 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 one of my managers, you know, they had that egotistical, I'm the manager, I'm in charge outlook. And, and so I, I said to him, I said, listen, he said, they're trying to bring McDonald's food into my restaurant. It was a pizza hut. And I said, why? And they said, because their kids don't like pizza. I said, but they're coming. So let them bring their McDonald's and bring them a paper plate and let them set it up and treat it like a fine dining experience. Those customers were there every single weekend with their kids because they got treated well, because Amen. they loved it, you know. And I walk in my coffee shop with my own cup of coffee the other day and they made me go home. Unbelievable. <laughs> I spent like 40 bucks on donuts and they don't want the 40 bucks. They wanted the dollar for the cup of coffee. That's We're coming back right after this. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. This is a fun show. That is a fun show. That's and you guys, thank you all for watching. And this is so cool. And Debbie Costa-Stella is a huge fan of yours. So she must be a very smart woman. So thank you. And Taylor Thompson, we love you. And over to you, Mr. Contact Map. I, so 
the the thing that stood out the most to me in that last segment that I think is so true in network marketing, it's true in the restaurant business, it's true in, in really every business is that your first customer is your employees. And we're, we're really, you know, we're kind of in that moment. We're really thinking in, about how we view that in a more powerful way on the contact mapping side of things too. But, you know, what is the, what is the most important thing that you think you can do as a leader to live into that value as you're building an organization and getting to know these people? So, so here's what people don't understand. And, and Tom, I know you know this. Okay. I know you know this is when we have, you know, they say that, you know, uh, the uh, different levels, different devils, right? And so as your team grows, you have to understand something that as a positive, inspiring and encouraging, encouraging leader, they all know you, but you don't know them. And when you can make a note, when you can know their name, you see, I was taught early on in the network marketing business. They said, listen, when you're at these events and, and you know, you come off stage and, and you're speaking and there'll be a line of people that want to talk to you. And they said, you might see one of your best friends, four people back, but don't you look at them. You give that person in front of you, your 100% attention and focus and time. Like they're the most special person in the world. Well, you see, there's no, more special word in the word in the world than your own name and so you have to understand the power of the position tom you know this you know this we don't think anything about it we're just normal people i'm just a kid from Louisville, north carolina who loves what i do and loves to help people be successful that's that's what i love to do but you see that person from indiana or texas when they walk up to you and you can say, oh, my gosh, Tom, how are you doing? And how is your son? I haven't seen him for a while. And is everything going good on the farm? I see you got some bees. And what is up with that? You see, you just made that person's day and week. And so I realized that when I was in the restaurant business. You see, when you can go to that person and you can know something about them and you can recall something about them personally. And you can add that personal touch. You know, we can call it the Midas touch. You remember the commercials? Yep. <laughs> you know, that's what contact mapping allows you to do. It allows you to relate and be able to say something. You know, I saw the video about Tom and bees and I thought, I don't see Tom. He's keeping his distance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <clears throat> that That's so, that's so spot on. And the reality is the bit, you know, different levels, different devils, like you said, right? The high, you know, at a certain level, it becomes not really possible for you to do that the way your heart wants to, your brain can't keep up anymore because there's just too many people. There's too many stories. There's too many things. And so whether you're at the top of the game and you need a tool to help you keep this stuff straight, whether you're earlier on in your journey and you're trying to live into how do I become like an Alan Newell who remembers people, who makes them feel like the most important person in the world, who makes them feel like they are, you know, captivating in the moment. That's you, you know, that that goes with you on that whole journey. And the earlier you can build that into what you do, the easier it's going to be to stay in that space and to make people feel like that. And, you know, how many times have you been at your convention and an Alan Newell walks off the stage and you go, man, you like I felt like you were talking to me. And what if you could be like that? 
prepare yourself for that moment because that moment's coming for you if you'll if you'll stay on that path. And so that's what we want for you. That's really why we created contact mapping is for you to be able to have that kind of impact on people because everybody wins when you do it, right? You bring greatness out of them. It makes you feel great. And that's what it's all about. So go check out contactmapping.com slash free. And we're coming right back now. And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We've got Alan Newell, who is adorable. I love this guy. And yeah, I got to talk to him for about a half an hour. And I'll tell you, his values and his integrity and his character, to have him in this business, and it was pretty crazy because the first time I ever heard him speak, and there was a giant auto ship number getting bannered around. And I called Troy Dooley. I didn't even tell you this, Alan, on the phone. And I said, holy mackerel, is this guy for real? And Dooley said, not is he for real. Not only is he for real, he's like 10 times that. And you've got to get to know him. And then I put like a, a laser beam on his forehead and went down and stalked him. But at the <laughs> end of the day, this guy exemplifies what can happen to you in this business if you lead with your soul. And that's what he's done. And it's worked out real well for you. So talk about just your experience in network marketing, how it's gone, how it's going and how you see the future. This is a very long segment. So fire it up. Well, you know, and, and, and thank you for those kind words. And Troy only says that because I pay him a thousand dollars a month just to talk good about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I appreciate that, Troy. But but, you know, when you talk about that, I mean, uh, and, and 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 you don't know what that means to me to hear Troy say that. And i tell you why, because Troy is the same kind of person. And Troy is like you, Tom, and your son. I mean, this guy, you know, he, he he's in here because he cares, you know, and that's what this business is all about. And, and I tell people all the time, if you're in here to make an impact, you'll, you'll make an impact and you'll make a difference. If you're in here to get a paycheck, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle because, you know, when I came out of the restaurant business, I was like, okay, what the heck am I going to do now? You know, I, I don't have a college education. I, I, I've been doing restaurants for 22 years. Uh, I, I had some people wanted me to do some consulting with them. But what I found about consulting in the restaurant business, Tom, and you may have found this, is, is when they're out of ideas and out of money, they call you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. You know, you, do you expect me to do this for free? And so... A friend of mine uh, said, uh, actually, my, my, a friend of mine said, you got to check this business out. And I had dabbled in network marketing along the way, Tom. When I was 24 years old, a friend of mine uh, and, who delivered bread to us, Marita Bread Guy from North Carolina. And if you look up the Marita Bread Guy from North Carolina, you'll see one of the top Amway income earners wow. in, in, in the world. And he delivered my bread from Marita Bakery. And he said to me, I was I was 20 something years old. And he said to me, hey, we're having a party Thursday night. You want to come? I thought Thursday night's kind of odd, but sure, I'll come to a party. And I got there and there were some men walking around with some ties on and, you know, little seats lined up and a, and a whiteboard. And I thought this is the strangest party I've ever been to. You know, I'm 20, I think I was 24, 23 years old. And so they came up and he introduced them and, and he literally, Tom had a piece of paper. And he was reading from that piece of paper what he was supposed to say. And listen, I want you to understand how important that is. Because, see, in the network marketing business, everybody thinks you have to be a Tom Chenault, where you can just stuff roll off your tongue. But the reality of it is, is as you grow and get bigger and more successful in the business, 
it's, it's tougher for us because people say, well, sure, Tom can do it. Look at him. He just like, like he just is so easy for him. But see, when you have that person standing in the room and they're reading what they're supposed to say, then that average person says, well, heck, I can do that. Yep. You know, I can do that. And so he read that piece of paper off and here I was young and I thought, well, this is not a very fun party, but I love the idea of being able to make all that money, you know. And so I dabbled with it a few times throughout that. I was in the uh, in the 90s. I was with a little company called Nutrition for Life. I don't know if they're still around or not. I don't even know. But uh, that was some interesting things. So I started working with some companies here and there. When I left the restaurant business, a friend of mine said, hey, I want to introduce you to a guy. And, uh, you know, so here I am, a guy who was, you know, one of the founding members of Lone Star Steakhouse, took it public, you know, and I thought I was special and, uh, you know, an entrepreneur and a business guy. And he said, uh, and so we lined up a lunch meeting. <clears throat> and do you know what I did, Tom? And I'm embarrassed to say it today. I no showed him. Wow. I no showed him. And here's the thing. See, this is everything you do duplicates. Did he call me up and reprimand me? Did he call me up and say, why didn't you show? Did he call? He didn't do any of that. He didn't call me at all. He just acted like, okay, he just no showed. He, he didn't say anything. But I remembered it the next day and I went, oh my gosh, I was supposed to meet with him. And so I called and I was just so apologetic. And I said, I'm sorry. And that is not who I am. And he goes, hey, it's no problem. It's no big deal. It's all right. Things happen. Don't worry about it. We'll get together. I just figured the timing wasn't right for you. You see, he didn't twist my arm. He didn't try to sell me. He just said, I figured the timing wasn't right for you. And so I met with him about four weeks later, and we talked about what he was doing and, and, and where he came from. And he came out of the corporate world, too, and how much he loved this. And you see, when I left the restaurant business, Tom, the reason I left the restaurant business is because I didn't own a restaurant company. It owned me. Amen. And you know that. And so after, you know, getting married at 20 years old and having two children and and doing what I thought God was calling me to do, which is be a workaholic and provide for my family. Uh, I, I was an absentee husband. I was an absentee father. I, I, I was a workaholic. And and so when I left the restaurant business and came out of it, guess what? I ended up in a divorce. And so I knew I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't want to do that, you know. I used to tell people that my favorite day in the restaurant business was Christmas day. And they'd say, well, sure. Absolutely. Everybody loves Christmas. You get gifts and we get to celebrate the birth of our savior, Jesus Christ. And I said, yeah, that's good. But my phone won't ring either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because my phone, you know, because their restaurants were closed. And so when I met this gentleman, he, he, he did 20% of the talking and I did 80% of the talking and he wanted to know about me. And he came from the corporate world and he knew he was an executive in the business. He knew I was in a restaurant business. And he said to me, you know, if you come in this business and treat it like a business, it'll pay you like a business. And if you treat it seriously and it'll provide you with the time freedom and the lifestyle that you were trying to find for 20 some years in a restaurant business, because see, I've been to Hawaii seven times, but most of the time I went, there were corporate events. And I was there with employees and not family. Yep. And yeah, they were paid for, but they weren't true vacations. You were working, you were in meeting rooms. And so when I started out, you know, that's, that's, I, 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 I thought if this guy, if 10% of what this guy's telling me is the truth, you know, just 
I'll be happy. I'll be happy. And so I partnered up with him and that's how I got started. Yeah. And a hundred and ten percent of what he told you was true. And what's so crazy about that is these people are coming out of COVID right now with businesses. Yeah. They literally got wiped out until they got some free money from the government to actually keep them in business. But nobody's remembering the brink of desperation that everybody was at. And thank God for the women of network marketing Amen. who were smart enough to embrace this profession long before 2020 that yeah. have really been the backbone of the profession. And I was reading an article about uh, the other day about glass ceilings. It's going to take over 200 years for the glass ceiling in corporate America to be obliterated for women, yeah. except for one profession, and that is this profession. And why there's 70% women in network marketing and 30% men is because those 70% women are so smart that they realize this is the place that they can walk in the door, have no income or time cap, just like Alan Newell just pointed out from the corporate side, this business is not something that's in the closet anymore. It is mainstream and it's time for people to speak it like that. Don't you agree? Let me tell you a funny story is so uh, three weeks ago, my, my son, I mean, my son, my brother has uh, uh, three daughters and one of them is graduating from UNC Greensboro this year. She's a senior and she did the four year program. I'm proud of her. You know, and to this day and world, world, that's a big thing. <clears throat> and she posted on social media a post and it said, and, and, she, and she said, you know, you would think in today's world, in today's economy, in 2020, 21, that, that women's income would have been equal to a man and that women could get a fair shake in the corporate world. Because, see, she's now out there looking for a job. Yeah. And, and isn't it time we made a difference in that? Now, it's my niece, so she knows me well, but her friends don't. <laughs> and so my reply was, you should take a look at the industry I'm in, because not only is it fair for women, women are rocking it, and they're doing much better than the men and making a lot more money. Now, Tom, she didn't respond to that, but all of her friends were like, what is it? What kind of business? Tell me where to go. Where do I apply? What am I, you know, because they're like, You're, I haven't heard of that. And, you know, you were doing uh, some information and, and so was uh, Doug, uh, Doug Fireball, Doctor, and they were doing a thing about approaching people in the corporate world this past week. Did you see that on Clubhouse? Yeah. And, you know, that's a great place to, to, to talk to people as well because the corporate world, listen, one of my favorite restaurants here at Carolina Beach, we go up there Monday night to eat and it's a sign on the door. I'm like, what the heck? Is it family? It's a family-owned restaurant. I'm thinking... Family emergency is the first thing I'm thinking, right? They put a sign up that said, listen, due to the fact that we can't find any help, we've decided to close on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday to give our employees a rest, a break. You see, but let me tell you what doesn't close Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and that's that lease payment. Yep. That's that electric bill. Yep. yep. That's that insurance. See, when you're in the when when they were talking about the corporate world and these business people, their incomes are just hammered. And see, that little check they got is long gone. Long gone. And so, and and then these college people, these college people that are graduating college, my cousin called me and said, Would you talk to my son? And I said, Sure. And he's graduating this year too. And I said, What would you like to talk to me about? And he says, 
graduating college, can't find a job. Did you know that over 65% of college graduates are not working in the profession they went to school for? They can't find a job. And now they've come out with some crazy thing where they're saying, you know, the, uh, the stimuluses, that's what they are, right? The stimulus. Yeah. Us in the network marketing business are going like, stimulus? <laughs> we got a stimulus. <laughs> <laughs> it was called. Everybody decided that, hey, this network marketing thing is the place to be. You know, we got a big shot in the arm because, you know, it's all about this business is about taking care of each other. And this business is about people doing business with people. And no matter what happens with the economy, some of the best times in this industry have been when the economy has been hit the hardest. You know that. Yep. Yeah. You remember in 2008. This business is great when the economy's down, when it's up, when it's in between. And the only thing that's a differentiator is your attitude toward it. So we're going to take another break. I love Alan Newell. We're going to figure out a way for you to find him so you can counsel with him. He is a truly good man. I love him. We'll be back right after this. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. And now we've got Rial Andrews listening, Fireball. It is it is Misfit Day. And uh, <laughs> don't you just love that cast of characters that we got to know so well on Clubhouse and just adorable people from all walks of life that you would never believe are in this melting pot with us. Wouldn't you agree, Alan? You know, and here's what's here's what's funny is is that you're you're so right. But here's what I struggled with when I first got in Clubhouse. I'm like, this is exciting. There's some amazing people. I love meeting all these people. And I'm like friending them on Instagram and looking for them here and trying to find them there. And then all of a sudden I kept hearing y'all talk about this contact mapping thing. And I didn't know what the heck it was. You know, I just kept hearing y'all mention it. And I thought, well, I don't know what that is, but I'm like friending people and trying to, you know, get my notebook out and write names down and, and comment on stuff. And what impressed me was, is, is the Tom Chenault's and the Doug Fireballs and, and these people, the Reals, they were like popping stuff out like popcorn. I'm like, how the heck are they doing this? <laughs> and then one day it dawned on me, oh, I see what they're doing. Because you said something. I don't know if it was you or your son. Pulled out your phone. And, and because you said, I'm getting I'm getting it out right now. I'm taking a picture of your, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you start telling, and I'm like, what's he doing? What's happening? <laughs> Tell me about that. You know? And, and listen, here's the deal. I was like sending messages going, Tom, Adrian, tell me what the heck are you, what is this contact mapping thing that you got? You know? And so, uh, yeah, so that was kind of the way it is. And I, I've loved the people that I've met there. Some amazing people. We're having such a great time. And you know what we're doing is, is what I love about this business and what I love about what contact mapping has done and clubhouse has done. And I think I almost look at contact mapping and I don't know how you came up with this agent, what a genius you were, but it's like the right arm. It's like, it's like bringing it together. You know what I mean? Because in this industry, we all love each other and we support each other, the, the true professionals, you know what I mean? And this just is a way to connect with people that, never existed before. It just didn't. And that's what I love about it. But the cool thing is, is to be able to take the relationship off a of clubhouse. 
yes. and call Rial Andrews and talk about his mother or him getting arrested for flipping some guy up on the side of the road. <laughs> I've got all those stories documented and yeah. I, I can use them against Rial for the next 20 years. Doug yeah. was my mentor 25 years ago, wow. but it's only been over the last six months in, in Clubhouse that I've gotten to reestablish my relationship with him. And yeah. that's what I want for all of you is to be able to reestablish rich relationships at a level you never thought possible. Yesterday, a lady calls me up and said, I got, uh, I, I was supposed to send out a video, a one minute video to 200 people, which I did. And no one's called me back. And now I have 200 follow-ups. I don't know what to do. And if you scroll down the wall on my Facebook wall, you will see that I did 160 remembers yesterday just to prove to that lady, following up 200 people in a day would kill you. But yes. remembering people just with a little phone hug is going to change their life. And they're going to be reminded they didn't watch the video they that you sent them. They're going to yeah. go watch that video and everything is going to be tied together. If you just learn to remember like crazy, then remember more. Fire your brain, hire your heart. You learn that. You, you, become, you become Alan Newell. So we're coming back to the show right now. And we're back. It is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault. Alan Newell, contactmapping.com forward slash free. Make sure you go take a look at that. I forgot to say that in the break, and I am probably going to get fired for that. And we are here. So Big take show, it away, man. baby. <laughs> How about getting to work with your son every day? Can you imagine that? He doesn't get any better than that. God, you're know? so great. Good. Yes, yes. We went and played pickleball last night. It was unbelievable. I saw out. the pictures on social media. I have no clue what pickleball was, but it looked like you guys were having a fun. You got to come to Colorado. It's fun, man. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, what's that game they play in the UK where they have the flat board? It's kind of like baseball, but it's around people. You can cricket. hit behind you. Cricket, yeah. So that I'm like, five days. Well, when I first saw you playing, I thought, they're playing cricket. What are they doing playing cricket? <laughs> You're old, you are much older than we thought. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, as, as we close out this show today, Alan, just you know, you you've got such a vision for how to how to build this profession successfully. You know, thinking about somebody that is earlier on that maybe maybe has been hanging around for a while and just hasn't cracked it yet. You know, what what is the difference maker in your view? that is what is going to move somebody to the place where they really can have this profession pay off for them the way we all know is possible? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and, you know, the first thing is belief and understanding that. And, you know, because you mentioned earlier, Tom, that this profession has been around since 1897. And, you know, it's, it's, if you, if you're not involved in clubhouse or you're not hanging around people like Tom and Rial and, and Dr. Doug and these people and Adrian, you know, I, I invite people all the time, just go plug in and listen because they'll build your belief. And so, and, and the second thing is this, is this business is not easy, but it's extremely simple. You see, you have to keep it simple. And I, I, I always say this, if you can keep it simple enough that a fourth grader can do it, then you can build this business. You see, it's all about finding a place where you feel comfortable 
you know, and, and, and working with the right kind of leadership and mentors that are going to build you up and make you feel good and that have your best interest at heart. And because the industry is just such a, an amazing place, it's, it's, you know, I hesitate sometimes calling it, you know, our network marketing ministry, but the reality of it is, 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 is if you get with the right people here, people want you to be successful and there's no other business like this in the world to where people's success truly depends upon them helping you be successful. And so I would say this, if you want to be successful in this business, you number one, you have to treat it like a business. You have to treat it like a business. You know, if you treat it like a hobby, it'll pay you like a hobby and pickleball doesn't pay much. No you know, it's fun and it's exciting, but it doesn't pay much. And if you treat it like a business, it'll pay you like a business like no other. And it's all about this. You see, you, you have to focus on the income producing activities. And if you don't know what that is, get with one of your mentors or upline leaders. And that's what you focus on. You see, you, you don't focus. It's just doing it's just doing the basics doing them often and doing them well, consistently working. You see, if you go to the gym, you can't go every four days and sometimes work out for 30 minutes and sometimes an hour and then two weeks later go and do it again. You've got to go each and every day. And you've got to go and you've got to be consistent and persistent. And then your belief in that, you're going to start seeing results and they don't happen overnight. And you see, people always tell me, well, what's your next goal? What is your next? Alan, look at where you are right now. Look at the success you've had. What is your next goal? Well, I'm going to tell you this. that My next goal is the same as it was when I learned to do this business. And my next goal is to find someone who wants to change their life for the better. I want to find someone who's looking to improve their life and to create some additional income on a part-time basis that won't interfere with what they're currently doing, that I can pour into them and inspire them and encourage them and build them up and help them become successful. That's always been my next goal. And that's what your goal needs to be. See, it's not about finding 60,000 or 600,000. It's about finding that next person and helping them. And when you do that, you, 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 when you help them, then they're going to lead you to other people you can help. You see, it's, this business is built, this is a relationship business. It's all about loving people, sharing with people, caring with people, pouring into this business and pouring into people and helping them be successful. And it happens one person at a time. And that would be the, the feedback I'd give somebody is go out there and find somebody that is looking for change that you can help. You're a terrible network marketer. <clears throat> Why have you not told people if this was real, Andrews, he would have weaved like 19 websites through every conversation we've had and we would have had to go and bleep it all out. You have not told us one time how to get hold of you. So how do we get hold of you? Well, I'm on Facebook at Alan Newell 60. I'm on Instagram at Alan Newell 60. And 60 is not because I'm 60 years old, although I am 60 years old. It's because I was born in 1960. And you can reach me at Alan Newell, and it's A-L-A-N-N-E-W-E-L-L -L at live.com. Alan Newell live.com. And, uh, and, you know, um, I'm just, Tom, I just want to thank you and Adrian for having me today. I, I just, I love being able to pour, in, pour back and to pay back and to help people. And hopefully, 
you know, that uh, some of the things that we've shared today will inspire and encourage someone and help them believe in themselves that, that you know, God has a plan for you. And and, and I want to, I'm going to say what Les Brown always says, each and every one of you who are listening today, have greatness within you and have a special calling on your life. And it's your job and your role to go out there and share with others, just like Tom's doing, just like Adrian's doing. Adrian, see, he came up with an idea. And he's taken that idea, that contact might be, and he said, you know what? You know what makes this successful? Is because it's not about him. It's about it's a it's a product that helps other people. And so I just appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to be able to share some some thoughts and some feelings today. We love you. Rob Sperry next week. We'll see you all later. Network marketing leadership show, you over and out. Don't hang up. Stay here. Unbelievable. Alan, thank you so okay, much. Okay, so wait a, a second, wait a second, wait a second. So Brian Baum is the former mayor of Longmont, Colorado, stage four renal cancer, mm. on his last leg, turned his health around. Now he's barely moving. So last night, Adrian goes, we're playing pickleball. I go, who? All my friends, who are they? All these yuppies in Longmont. I go, how old are they? Between 25 and 40. I go, good. So I call Baum on the phone. He gets out and he's a walker. Adrian and I can barely move. We walk out there and kicked their ass. Ha! We didn't, didn't I? It was unbelievable. So Real Andrews asked who won? We did. Brian yeah, Baum and I, did. It, we did. schooled him. Only played one game. The kids played like 20 games, but I only played one because I wanted to retire. He was the Michael, he's the Michael Jordan. He yes, that's right. But right. on top, I'm undefeated and probably never going to see those guys again. But I did put a pickleball court on my driveway because it's such a good sport for mobility and flexibility for a guy over 50 years old. So I'm yeah. thrilled about it. But Alan, I love you. I love you on Clubhouse. I love you for what you stand for. I love your spirituality. I love your commitment to excellence. And I hope all of you got how serious we were about what a great guy this guy is. And also the importance of contact mapping in your life. Because if you're not using it, you're out of your mind. I mean, it is, all it is, is everything for your business because we're gonna make you a human being instead of a prospector that's out there trying to pounce on people. We'll have so many people in your follow-ups in nothing flat that you're going to look at them as human beings instead of prospects. And you're almost going to be thankful somebody tells you no. So you've got time to develop other relationships. So we'll talk to you next time. Love you, Alan Newell, and see everybody later. See you, buddy. Take care. All, All right. right. Have a great Bye. day. Bye. Thank you. Thank Talk you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a lot more content like this going to contactmapping.com.